Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta, Chapter 5, Continued. Section 2, Continual, Deep, and Violent Union with Our Lord. Before the Archbishop's return, Father Van Exum felt urged to change his decision once more and allowed her to dwell on all thoughts inspired by our Lord, but without thinking on voices or supernatural phenomena. With this permission, he expected the voice would return, and in fact feared that the case might become more spectacular. In explaining to the Archbishop the reason for his concern, he provided precious testimony of Mother Teresa's interior life. I knew that our Lord had raised that nun to the state of highest prayer. Ecstasy, as such, there may not have been, but the immediate state before ecstasy has been reached. That has been my conviction, vaguely, however, last year and perhaps before. The state of ecstasy may be reached very soon, as the union with our Lord has been continual and so deep and violent that rapture does not seem very far. Never do I say a word of that, but that is surely the way things go. I am a little afraid of this, since then things may become more spectacular for her and for me. She is deadly afraid of anything that draws the attention to her person and seems to be solidly established in humility. Although there is no record of Mother Teresa experiencing the mystical state of ecstasy, it is highly probable that she did so. During these months, Mother Teresa enjoyed an intense degree of union with our Lord, including imaginative visions, the awesomeness of which, according to St. Teresa of Avila, almost always produces ecstasy. Years later, she recalled this extraordinary time. Before the work started, 1946 to 47, there was so much union, love, faith, trust, prayer, sacrifice. Reminiscing a second time about the special graces received, she expressed her nostalgia for that intimacy. There in Asensol, as if our Lord just gave himself to me to the full. The sweetness and consolation and union of those six months passed but too soon. Father Van Exum continued to be impressed with Mother Teresa's ever-growing fervor and desire for closer union with God. So passionate was her love for him that she kept seeking ways to give expression to it. It was again to Archbishop Perrier that her spiritual director revealed her secret yearnings. She made several requests to me. One, to do more penance, which she very ardently desires. 
one to bind herself by a vow to obey me, and one to pray at night. She wrote, The attraction for the Blessed Sacrament at times was so great. I longed for Holy Communion. Night after night the sleep would disappear, and only to spend those hours in longing for his coming. This began in Asensol in February, and now every night for one hour or two. I have noticed it from eleven to one. The same longing breaks into the sleep. Father Van Exum would not allow her extravagant requests. While struggling to restrain her fervor, she had to follow the regular practices of her convent life and find other avenues of expressing her ardent love. And she had to wait. Through this painful waiting, her thirst for him only increased. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Notice that Mother Teresa would lie in bed at night during this period, from 11 p.m. to 1. She couldn't sleep. Why could she not sleep? Because she longed to receive Holy Communion. And what she wanted to do was to get out of bed and to go to the chapel and spend those hours in front of the tabernacle. But her spiritual director would not allow it. He told her, basically, stay in bed. Don't do anything extraordinary. Don't do anything that draws attention. Live the regular convent life. All the other sisters are in bed. You be in bed. But our Lord would not let her sleep. This was not someone who was out of penance wanting to wake up in the middle of the night. This is someone who could not sleep. So desirous was she of receiving communion. What was making her so desirous? Divine love. The love of Jesus was flooding mother's soul. She looked back on this period later on in life and just saw that it was so full of union, so full of trust. And all she could try to do was to try to find some way to give expression to it. She was on fire with love. What does this tell us? Well, it should tell us that the love of Jesus leads to what? To Holy Communion. Mother Teresa, possibly one of the greatest saints the church has seen. Mother Teresa, this woman who's like a new St. Francis we're going to see. I mean, she really is something else altogether. And God has led her to this great union. And what is it 
that she wants to do, she wants to receive communion. Well, all of us who aren't and not at this level, all of us who are trying to follow Jesus where we are, should take great encouragement from this. That the safest, most sure, most absolute, definite way to grow in the love of Jesus is Holy Communion. If this is the greatest way Mother Teresa could express her love, then all of us should take encouragement to seek greater intimacy with Christ. Spend more time with him in the Blessed Sacrament. Prepare for him in Holy Communion. This is the path of love. This is the path the Lord is setting us on too. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.